Hello and welcome to our NCC More podcast. Thank you so much for making this a priority in your week. During this NCC More podcast, what we're just trying to add is a little more value and perspective to the past Sunday's message. And uh, as you know, for December, we have been in a series of messages entitled Seasons Greetings. And we've been talking through the, the greetings of the season. And we started with happy holidays. And we just talked about how if you want to have a happy holidays, then make these holidays holy days by inviting God to be a part of this season. Uh, then Destiny preached a brilliant message on joy to the world. And she talked about the joy that Jesus brings. And this past Sunday, uh, and what we're going to be talking about today on this podcast is peace on earth, peace on earth. And, you know, you may have uh, have heard that phrase before. You've probably seen it on some, some Christmas cards and heard it in some Christmas songs. Uh, but whenever we look at this announcement that the angel gave to the shepherds on that night that Jesus was born, uh, the angels came and announced that the Messiah had been born. And they said, joy to the world. This is good news for all people. But then they made this announcement, and it, the Bible actually says that the uh, the host of the heavenly armies joined in with the angels as they made this announcement, and and they said, "Peace on earth." And so many times, that's where we that's where we stop it right there, just peace on earth. But that's not really what the announcement was. The announcement was peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Peace on earth. Yes, there was going to be peace on earth, but it wasn't peace for the entire earth. It was peace was coming to earth for those that believe. Peace was coming to earth. Jesus Christ was the Prince of Peace, and the Prince of Peace was coming to earth so that people might believe in him and receive the peace that is in him for their own hearts and their own lives. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, during this holiday season uh, of uh, all of the hustle and bustle, there's one thing that I am more sure of that we need probably more than any other season, and that is peace. That is peace. With all of the traffic and all of the jam-packed stores out there, I know that we all need peace in our hearts. And and on Sunday, I just kind of talked through a few elements uh, that we need in order to have this peace on earth that Jesus came to bring. And, and we talked about what does it really look like to please God? Sometimes I think that that can, that can seem mysterious. It can seem so complicated. It can seem like, man, that's going to take me years and a lifetime. Uh, and it's really not true. What pleases God uh, is actually really simple. And when you understand that Jesus didn't come to earth to make us more religious, 
Jesus came to earth just to make us more alive. Jesus didn't come to make it harder for us to please God. Jesus came to smooth the path and make it clear for us to be able to walk that path and please God. And so we I just want to take a few minutes. I'm going to expound on some of the things that I just shared with you on Sunday and some of these some of these essentials that we have to have if we want to please God, therefore gain access to this peace that is found in God. And the first thing that I talked about is I talked about faith. Faith. It takes faith to please God. That's actually what um, Hebrews 11 verse 6 says. It says uh, that without faith, it is impossible to please God because we must believe that God exists if we want to come to him, if we want to be a part of his family, if we want to be included in his kingdom, we have to believe that he exists and we have to believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek after him. Now, now let's just take a moment right now and and look at how the the author of Hebrews just lines it out so clearly for us that this is what faith is. Faith is believing that God exists and believing that God is good, believing that God is a rewarder. But I want you to pay attention to that one three-letter word that's right there in the middle of that sentence, and it is and. You have to believe that God exists and you have to believe that he is good, that he is a rewarder. You see, many times we can find ourselves believing that God exists. We believe that there is a creator. We believe that he is a father. We believe that he really did send his son. We, we believe these things, but we also have to believe that he is good. We also have to believe that he rewards those people who are diligently and earnestly seeking after him. Now, listen to what it did not say. It did not say that faith is for those who believe that God exists and live perfect lives. It did not say that you have to believe that God exists and live without sin. No, it says that the essence of faith is simply believing that God exists and diligently with all of your heart, pursue him with everything that is within you. But you have to be doing both. You have to be doing both. Sometimes I feel like we can get we can get stuck maybe in this concept of, yes, I believe that God uh, is there. I, I, you can even believe uh, that he is the, the creator, that he sent his son. You can believe all of those things. But here's where we get tripped up so many times. We don't believe that God will reward us for seeking after him. We don't believe that God will give us good things like grace and mercy and complete forgiveness and a seat at his table. We don't believe that God will really give that to us through faith. We don't really believe that. And so there becomes a, a, a block, if you would, in us accessing the peace of God, not because we don't believe that he is God and that he is full of peace, but we don't believe that he is good. We don't believe that he is a rewarder. We don't believe that he will give us everything that we need, everything that he desires to give us. Because we feel like, surely I've got to earn something. Surely I've got to deserve something in this relationship. 
And so we don't realize that God is a rewarder. All I have to do is to seek after him. All I have to do is to pursue him. That's what faith looks like. I love when Jesus is talking to the Pharisees in John chapter 5, and Jesus says, you, you, you search the scriptures because you believe that those scriptures are going to give you eternal life. But Jesus says, but you won't just come to me to receive this life that you are wanting. He says, you're searching the scriptures, but all the scriptures point to me. You're searching the scriptures for the key. You're searching the scriptures for the solution. You're searching the scriptures for this abundant life, this joy, this peace, this purpose, this meaning. You are searching the scriptures for all of these things, this eternal life, but the whole scriptures point to me. Why won't you just come to me? Why won't you just come to believe in me and I will give you this eternal life. I love the gospels. People just hear the message of Jesus and they believe. Do you remember in John chapter four, when Jesus met the Samaritan woman at the well, and he basically tells her her, her whole life. And she runs into the village and says, Hey, I think we might have found the Messiah. He just told me everything about my life. And the people run out there. It says that some believe just on her testimony. Others run out and they heard Jesus for themselves and it says they believed. Now, here's the thing. They, they didn't have uh, every single bit of truth and every single bit of revelation, but they believed and because they believed in that moment, what did they do? They had faith that God existed and they believed that God was good. They believed that God was coming to save and to heal and to restore, that God, that his grace was there for them in that moment. That's what they believed. And we see this throughout the gospels, people encountering Jesus and choosing to believe, putting their faith in him. And in that very moment, boom, something happens just by believing that he exists and believing that he is Good. See, that opens the door for peace. Don't get stopped with the roadblocks. Don't get stopped by, by, by the hangups of feeling like, well, but could God really do something like this for me? The scriptures say, if God gave you Christ, why would he withhold any good thing? No, you have to have faith to access this peace that came to earth. Faith that God is and that he is good. And then we began to talk about fellowship. We began to talk about fellowship, that if we want to please God, we have to enter into this fellowship with him. And that's what Jesus came to do. Jesus came to make us right with God. He took our sin upon the cross. He gave us his righteousness so that we could be in right standing with God so that we might have relationship and fellowship with the Father. Now, what does that fellowship look like? That, that fellowship, that relationship looks like you talking to God and God talking to you. You talk to God in prayer. You tell God what's on your heart. You tell God what you need. You tell God what you're thinking. You tell God what you're struggling with. You thank God for all that he has done. You enter into a relationship with God. But then you don't just talk to God. You also listen. And one of the ways that we listen to God is we listen to God through the word of God. 
We listen to God through the Word of God. The Bible uh, says uh, in in John chapter one that that Jesus is the Word, and the Word came to the earth, wrapped in flesh. Jesus is the Word of God, and the Bible also says, uh, right, just a little bit later there in John chapter one, that Jesus was full of grace and truth. So this is we this is what we know about Jesus. This is what we know about the word of God that the word of God is filled with grace and truth. And here's what you need to enter into fellowship with God. You need grace and truth. You need the truth of the word of God to know what you are standing on, but you need the grace of God to know that you can stand on it. That he is the one that made you worthy to take that seat. He is the one that 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 made it possible for you to stand on that truth. The word of God is full of grace and truth, and you need both if you are going to please God. You have to fill your heart with what God is saying through his word. It's going to give you the truth that you need to stand on. Because here's what happens in these moments. The enemy comes to say, who do you, who do you think you are? You, you think you're really pleasing God? Do you, do you know all the things that you have done over the course of your lifetime? Do you know what you are guilty of? But you see, when you have fellowship with God, you know that you're standing in grace. And you know the truth of his word that says there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I might have been guilty before I came to Christ, but once I came to Christ, he has taken away all of my guilt, all of my shame, and all of my sin. And when my heart is filled with truth, the enemy begins to lose his power. But that comes through fellowship with God. You see, if I don't have that truth, you have to see this. If I don't have that truth, if I don't have that word in my heart, if I have not been fellowshipping and growing in my relationship with God, when the enemy comes to say, who do you think you are? Don't you know what you've done? Don't you know what you've said? Don't you know where you've been? If I don't have that truth, if I'm not standing on that truth that comes from that relationship and fellowship, then I start thinking, wow, man, he, he's right. Who do I think I am? You see, that's why faith is just not enough. Because faith says, I believe that God exists. I believe that God is good, but I have to have some truth to stand on. I have to have some truth and some grace that I'm, I, that I'm building my life on, and that comes through fellowship so that I don't buy into the lie that the enemy is trying to tell me to convince me that I don't belong here, that I don't have a place here, that I should live with this shame and this condemnation. So therefore, I should take a step back instead of taking a step forward. But whenever I am standing on the truth of the word of God that comes from fellowshipping with God. No, I know. That's a lie. I don't believe that lie because I know the truth of God that says nothing is going to separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Nothing can separate me. There is not a lie. There is not a sin. Nothing can separate me from the love that is in Christ. See, that's why fellowship is so important. This is why we have to grow in relationship with God. It's not enough just to believe. I have to then begin to build and establish a foundation in my life of grace and truth, and that comes from fellowship with God. And when I live with this fellowship and I live with this faith, then I will continue 
to please the Lord in my life. This is not just a one-time thing. This is not I went through some class or this is not I believed one time on a Sunday. No, this is continual in my life. Faith is always being exercised in my life. I continue to believe that God exists. I continue to believe that he is a rewarder. I continue to believe that he is good. And I continue to grow in my knowledge of grace and truth. And when that happens in my life, I will see the fruit of my salvation. And that's what we finished with on Sunday. We talked about when you have faith in God and you have fellowship with God, it's going to lead you to the fruit of God. It will lead you to the fruit of God. Uh, the Bible says that we should be filled with the fruit of our salvation. That is the righteous character of Christ. You see, when the Spirit of Christ comes into my life, my life should be filled with His character. If, and if He is the Prince of Peace, then I should see that peace in my life. The Apostle Paul wrote in, uh, in, in Galatians and said, this is the fruit of the Spirit. This is what the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit, this is what it produces in your life. Love, joy, and peace. Peace. Peace should be produced in our life. And so we begin to see this fruit. And now here, here's the here's the beautiful thing about it. When this fruit is produced, okay, this is what I didn't get into on Sunday, but I want to leave this thought with you. Okay, when this fruit is beginning to be produced, guess what that fruit does? That fruit that is produced becomes your nourishment. The fruit is produced and then you get to eat of that fruit. You get the benefits of that fruit. When, when you put your faith in God and you have that fellowship with God and that peace is formed in your life, then whenever chaos arises, whenever tragedy strikes, whenever the unthinkable happens, guess what you get to partake of, what you get to eat, if you would, in that moment, what you allow to nourish you in that moment is you get to partake of the fruit that has been produced in your lives. And that's when you need it the most. I mean, we can use peace at any time, but come on, let's be honest. We need peace whenever we get the news that we never thought we were going to get. We need peace when we lose that job that we never thought we were going to lose. We need peace in that moment. And if you have been living, putting your faith in God and fellowshipping with God and allowing the Holy Spirit to produce that fruit in that moment, you will be able to partake of that fruit and peace will nourish your soul in that very moment. See, that's what God came to do. God came to this earth to bring peace on earth so that peace could invade your heart. It's what Jesus, it's what Jesus came. When the angels came to announce it, hey, peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. You see, if you believe in God today, if you put your faith and your hope and your trust in him, if you grow in your relationship with him, then peace is guaranteed for your heart. It is a guarantee for you. You can partake of that fruit. And now there's an interesting thing. Later on, Jesus says 
in the scriptures. He says, hey, don't think that I came to bring peace. He says, I came to bring a sword. I, I didn't come to bring peace. And we're saying, well, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> the, the angels announced that you were bringing peace to earth. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on. Jesus says, no, 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 no. I didn't come to bring peace. Don't, don't, don't fool yourselves. I came to bring a sword. Well, how can Jesus have been peace on earth in a manger, but now Jesus is saying, no, 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 I didn't come to bring peace on earth. I came to bring a sword. It is a beautiful reminder that Jesus did not come to bring peace to the entire earth. He came to bring peace to the hearts of everyone on the earth that wanted it. See, this is how you can say, but but I, I'm I'm a Christian, but I'm still having uh, problems with my coworkers. Yeah, I'm a Christian, but I'm still having problems with with other parts of my my uh, my distant relatives. I'm still having these things, and and we're not really getting along. And there's all this uh, this adversity, and there's all these things. No, no, no. Jesus didn't come to make your life easy. He came to bring bring peace to your heart to make your life possible. You see, Jesus came so that you could live in peace. Yeah, yeah, there there might be wars in the world, but you can live in peace. Yeah, there might be some serious conflict going on right now in your family, but you can live in complete peace. Yeah, there might be some, some serious things going on right now with the economy and it's up and it's down, but you don't have to go on that roller coaster. You can live in 100% peace because that's what Jesus came to bring. Not peace to the governments of the world, not peace to, to the entirety of the world. He came to bring peace to those with whom God is pleased. And if you have faith and fellowship and produce the fruit, no matter what type of chaos and challenges might be out there in the world today, you can live with 100% peace in your heart. And that peace that you have on the inside will help you walk through anything you go through on the outside. That's what Jesus came to do. Jesus came to bring you that kind of peace. So during this holiday season, let's don't just focus on all the confusion and and the, the chaos that's out there in the world. Let's don't focus on what, what could be and what should be. No, no, no. Let's focus on what Jesus did. Jesus came to bring peace on the earth to those who please God. And today, if you please God, you need to access that peace that God promised you. It is yours. It belongs to you. Why don't you access that peace today? I just want to pray for you right now before we conclude this podcast. And I want to pray that the peace of God is going to guard your heart and your mind during this Christmas season. Father, thank you so much right now for the peace that you brought to this earth. Jesus, you said it's not the peace that the world offers you. I'm offering you my peace. I'm offering you a complete peace. I am offering you the peace that is found in God. Father, I just pray right now that during this holiday season, every single person that is listening right now would experience a divine peace, a holy peace, a supernatural peace, that it would invade their heart and their mind today. God, no matter the challenges that are facing them over the next few days, over the next few weeks, no matter what is going on 
in their personal life, in their family life. God, I pray that this peace would so fill them on the inside that they would be able to walk through whatever it is on the outside. God, that you would lead them and guide them and that they would be able to live in perfect peace, the peace that you came to bring to the earth. We thank you for that. And in Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Hey, thank you once again for joining us for our NCC More podcast. And I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. God bless you.